Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Robert Durst. I'm joined by my co-host, Brittany Bookbinder, and we're bringing you some breaking news from the Los Angeles Superior Court. Brittany will read you the memo that just came in from the Media Relations Office of the Court. For immediate release... August 6, 2021, Judge Mark E. Windham orders a recess until Monday, after trial observer tests positive for COVID-19. Judge Mark E. Windham recessed the trial yesterday, after notification that an individual present in the courtroom, but not a member of either trial team, had tested positive for COVID-19. Furthermore, Judge Windham learned that this individual, in defiance of strict COVID-19 court and public health protocols, had been experiencing symptoms for several days, but nonetheless attended the trial. The member of the public who tested positive was wearing a mask when attending trial this week. After receiving the positive test notification yesterday, Judge Wyndham immediately recessed the trial, excused the jury until Monday, and began gathering details of this troubling incident. The delay of the trial could have easily been avoided if the court's COVID-19 protocols, which match the protocols of the Los Angeles County Department of Health and the CDC, had been followed as directed at all courtroom entrances, on the court's website, and announcements on the court's Twitter account. After review of the facts, including contact tracing and an assessment of close contacts under established public health definitions, Judge Wyndham and the court have determined that the circumstances do not warrant further recess of the trial. Charlie, what can you tell us about this COVID positive test that is cited in the memo from the court? Well, first I want to say that I don't wish COVID on anyone. But as soon as I walked into the courthouse Thursday morning, I could tell there was some sort of tension that something was afoot. Lawyers were going in and out of the courtroom. It looked like they were huddling with the judge and they weren't talking to reporters that were gathered outside. Uh, They were pretty tight-lipped. So uh, my antenna went up as to what was going on. Early in the more in the session, I did see two defense lawyers leave, and then I saw a third one during a break leaving with his uh, uh, bag of, of of materials. And I I said to him, "What's going on? Where are you going?" And he said, "To get tested." And uh, I did notice that on Tuesday, the person who tested positive for COVID had been sitting front and center in the gallery. But on Wednesday, they were in an isolated spot all the way over on the left side of the courtroom by themselves. And I thought that was odd, but I didn't know what to make of it at the time. But there was a lot of concern as the session ended on Thursday and the judge didn't tell us what the hell was going on. Uh, But I, I later gathered from talking to people inside and outside the courtroom uh, that the person who uh, had tested positive was related to 
uh, a member of the defense team. Brittany has gone back through the audio of Wednesday's proceedings, and there appear to have been a number of moments of coughing that punctuate some of the testimony from Dr. Loftus about memory. We grabbed one of those instances, and we're going to play it for you now. In a typical situation, there's a crime, there's a suspect, and there's an attempt to identify the person who was seen before. Brittany, when you were observing on Thursday and everything came to a sudden halt, what were your impressions as you watched the proceedings from the live feed? Well, there had been a number of pauses leading up to that last one. The testimony of Dr. Elizabeth Loftus has been contentious, to say the least. And every so often, one side or the other would ask for a sidebar. And occasionally, even Judge Wyndham would ask for a sidebar. So in the last instance, when he called for a sidebar, I, and I imagine others, may have assumed that they needed to talk about the objections. So it came as a real shock when he announced that they would be recessing early and that the jury was getting a long weekend. I must say, I'm a bit surprised that the judge has decided to resume the trial on Monday. As I understand it, the entire defense team was around this person for a relatively extended period of time, and the risk-reward ratio here seems to be completely out of whack. The risk that one of those defense attorneys could give Robert Durst or one of the jurors the virus would seem to outweigh the reward of keeping the trial going. And I'm very much aware that we all want to get this trial finished and get it to the jury. But given the exposure of all these people to someone who has tested positive with the virus and is symptomatic, I wonder if either of you are as surprised as I am that Judge Wyndham has decided to resume court on Monday rather than taking a period of 10 days or so to allow people to properly quarantine. You know, this was not Daytona Beach where uh, nobody has a mask on or anything. I think that most of the people, if not all of them in the courtroom, have been inoculated and Uh, Everyone was wearing a mask, including the person who uh, tested positive. I also confess that I very much want to see the end of the trial, and that probably colors some of my impressions. Yeah, and I guess I assumed that in waiting the 24 hours to release this memo that everybody involved in the trial must have had a chance to be tested and would have received a negative test. Do we not know if that's the case? We don't at this point, but I got to imagine that at the very least, all the lawyers in the room got tested. Charlie, not to violate your HIPAA rights, but did you get tested? I'm still trying to get an appointment. Oh, good luck. (laughs) All right. Well, it gives us one more reason to tune in on Monday as the trial of Robert Durst for the murder of Susan Berman resumes with the conclusion, let's hope, of the testimony of Dr. Elizabeth Loftus and the beginning of the testimony of Robert Durst on his own behalf. Amen to that. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Please remember that you can receive alerts and news breaks on developments in Robert Durst's murder trial, as well as new episodes of Season 2 of Jury Duty, The Trial of Robert Durst, by subscribing now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, if you want to refresh your memory on where the prosecution and defense are heading with their arguments in the trial, go back and re-listen to episodes from Season 1. And head over to CrimeStory.com for in-depth coverage of the Durst story. Jury Duty, The Trial of Robert Durst, is created and produced by Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced by Alexis Notabartolo and Brittany Bookbinder. Music was provided by Strike Audio. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Robert Durst.